Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. You thought you were going to get a day off, but no such luck for you. The season ends one day and the big news drops the next. This is Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page in federalbaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports page on the phone. And, Dave, the big news this morning, Mike Rizzo said yesterday they weren't going to leave anyone hanging and would make a decision quickly. Right away this morning at around 11 a.m., the news comes out. Matt Williams fired as a manager. The coaches dismissed as well, though Rizzo left open the possibility of some of them returning in different roles. But the big news, Matt Williams fired. Uh, not a big surprise, I'm sure, for you or anyone who's listened to this show for the last three months or so. No, it comes as absolutely no surprise. Um, the, the, the only small surprise involved with this at all is that the entire coaching staff was let go. Um, the, the Nats have, uh, had, had, had been reluctant in the past when dismissing managers to file, uh, to fire the, uh, the entire staff completely. Um, this time Rizzo just gone completely, um, clean house, uh, let everyone go. Um, he mentioned uh, that, that Randy Nora would probably get an interview as the manager of the jo- of the team. Um, like you said, a couple of others might, uh, be reassigned, but I, I think at this point, uh, in, in the Nationals uh, timeline here uh, that the best thing for everyone is to, to hire an experienced manager and let him pitch, pick his staff, um, bring in people that, that, that this guy knows and trusts and wants to work with. Um, too often around here, the manager has been stuck with the previous regime's uh, coaches, and I think it's time that, that, that they just cleaned house and, and got a new, um, a new idea, a new philosophy um, from their bench manager. Um, it, it's just, it, like you said, Williams' dismissal, no surprise. I mean, after Barry Serluga's series of articles last week, um, it, just, it was just inevitable. I mean, it, mm-hmm. obviously Rizzo was going to wait until the season was over, but um, he didn't wait one day longer, um, which I guess is a, a show of respect to, to Williams and the rest of the guys that, that he dismissed. But, um, you know, and Nationals fans, um, have, have been um, rejoicing on social media, and um, you know, there's there's one thing to um, to be enthused about the direction in your team, but let's not forget that all of these guys are long-standing baseball guys that uh, um, that are now out of a job. So you can be happy that the Nats are uh, taking a new direction, but don't but don't be happy that or celebrate that that, that good people um, lost their jobs today. And I, I can't agree more. I politely asked the writers on our staff not to write what I'm sure some of them wanted to write. A fat fire Matt Williams article, even months back, it was discussed, and I said, you know, report the news, report your opinions, but I don't want anyone calling for the dismissal of a manager or a hitting coach or anything like that. I think it's kind of classless, even though it's done all over the Internet every day. But I politely requested and they agreed that it was best to just report the news and share your opinions and when the news actually comes, then we'll talk about it more openly, but not a surprise at all. Looking back on it, uh, can you pinpoint when you thought it was officially over for Matt Williams? Uh, for me, honestly, it was probably the regain sweep in New York in early August, that first series that they faced the Mets coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, Matt Williams decided not to line up his pitchers to have the Strasburg or Scherzer at the time go against them. I think Strasburg was unavailable at the time, but anyway, he didn't line them up specifically to get Scherzer in that thing, and it's kind of put them in the way he wanted them and left them how they were coming out of the break. And the Mets particularly lined their uh, pitchers up for that series and for the series in D.C. a few weeks earlier. It was just 
overall in that series, I think it was the moment that I said he's not going to change his ways. Uh, you know, there were some decisions that he made in those games that I think were questionable, uh, ended up costing them the games, and that was the moment where I really just said he's, he's stuck in his ways. He's managing on not on auto, autopilot necessarily, but he has his ideas about what he's going to do, and he's not going to let the situation change them. And if it wasn't that, it was a three-game sweep in D.C. a few weeks later when the Nats really uh, were put out of the race by the Mets. The Mets came into D.C. and just knocked them around, beat the bullpen again. And I think that, that one was less on Matt Williams and more on the Nationals players themselves. But if it wasn't one of those two incidents, it was – Absolutely, the Jonathan Papelbon incident. Like Rizzo said today, there's not one single incident that was a tipping point in making a decision with Williams. Like I said during the season, we're going to take his whole body of work into consideration and make a decision based on that, based on what was best for the organization moving forward. But can you think back to one moment or one decision he made that you said this is it for Matt Williams? Well, for me, well, and I should say for a lot of people, uh, you know, it really came to a head um in in game 4 last last year in the NLDS when um when Williams went to Aaron Barrett instead of Tyler Clippert or Drew Store and or even he rested and and ready uh, Steven Strasburg um and then Williams after the game said well Aaron Barrett who was a rookie at the time has been our seventh inning guy um you know I'm not going to pitch those other guys because there are guys to go to when we have a lead and um he said um, you know, mentioned about it being, you know, Strasburg was being held for an emergency. Well, you know, having runners on base in a game where in an elimination game, um, you know, justifies as an emergency. And I think Kilgore said it um, very well in his piece today that um, that Williams had a hard time identifying the emergencies until after they were over. Um, I think that's probably an apt description as any as to. Um, uh, as to describe what, what Williams' shortcomings were as a manager. Um, I, I've said it a couple of different times. Um, he had trouble putting his players in a position to succeed, and what was originally uh, lauded as his organization uh, eventually turned into inflex- inflexibility and his just dogged persistence to stick with a plan as opposed to being able to, either being able to or or wanting to, uh, deviate from that plan during the game, and um, and yeah, you mentioned uh, you know those couple of Mets series. The one, the first three games in August that started that that terrible stretch for the Nats, where they went from two games up to four and a half back. Um, you know those games were just brutal. I mean, uh, you mismanaged the bullpen in, in all three of those losses. Um, it just, I think that probably was um, the harbinger of things to come. Um, and then you mentioned that that next series at home was just was just a killer. The, the team at that point, um, by their their play on the field, I mean, just you know, just showed that they weren't as invested in it as they would have been. I mean, they were up seven to one and ended up blowing the game. And uh, you know, like Rizzo said, there were a lot of instances you can point at, but uh, but I really think um, I really think that the game four mismanagement uh, uh, back last year. Um, probably was the, the first time that I realized that, that I'm not sure that Matt Williams uh, is, is capable of, of guiding this team um, in, in meaningful playoff games, and and um, and, and now he's not going to get that chance for this team. I, I wrote in my long piece that Williams might get another job. He might go on to be a bench manager, or I mean a bench coach or a hitting coach for some team, but um, but he just was not the right player, right manager for this team at this time. 
we'll get on to who might be the right man for this t- team at this time in a moment. There's an interesting quote from Rizzo on that. But before we do that, if you were Matt Williams, uh, first season on the bench, you, you were hired knowing that you uh, had little experience, you were going to be learning on the job. It's kind of a tough situation. You go to the postseason, you lose in the NLDS. You mentioned some of the decisions there. I definitely questioned. I still say I would have let Jordan Zimmerman finish out game two with whatever. But you win the manager of the year last year, uh, the value of that award, you know, whatever you put into it, he was recognized by Major League Baseball and his fellow managers and players as the manager of the year. You come back and struggle in a season where there's all kinds of injuries. You don't ever have your lineup together for, I think, two games the whole season. They had their expected everyday lineup, and then you take the fall for this. If you're Matt Williams looking at this situation, uh, what do you think he's thinking right now, and what do you think he's going to have to say when he does finally speak on this? He told reporters last week after uh, John Heyman's piece came out pretty much saying that he was going to get his pink slip uh, he told them then that he'd have his say at some point and that there were a lot of factual mistakes in some of the reporting on him in the last couple of weeks. And what do you expect Matt Williams is going to say? And what do you think he's thinking right now? Well, I expect him to take the high road um, and say that he didn't perform his job well enough to keep it. Um, and, and I suspected that he would take that high road because if he doesn't, he'll never have another job in Major League Baseball. Um, yeah. I I think we, we've seen that um, here firsthand with Jim Riggleman that you don't burn your bridges before you've crossed them and um, and I really wouldn't expect um, I really wouldn't expect Matt Williams to come out and say anything other than I didn't perform well enough in my job to keep it. Um, no, it's not his fault the guys got hurt. No, it's not his fault that the Nets training staff couldn't either keep them on the field or get them back quicker. Uh, no, he didn't pick the the players that he was cho- that, that were chosen for him to manage, um, but he did enough in the things that he was responsible for um, to earn uh, to earn this dismissal. I mean, um, he made he made mistakes, and it's not that that he made mistakes because everybody makes mistakes, but he made the same mistakes repeatedly over and over and over. Um, we said all season long that Blake Trinan can't get left-handers out, yet Williams. But, you know, it was stuck to this idea that this guy is going to pitch a complete inning and he's going to pitch to every batter in that inning regardless of whether they hit right-handed or left-handed. And we saw it all the way down to the last game of the season where he was left in to pitch to a left-handed batter and Curtis Granderson hit a home run off of him and they lose the game. Um, it, it, you almost take comfort at that point in in Williams' inability to be inflexible. I mean, it was just... Um, anybody could have predicted it, and it came out exactly how it predicted. So, so no, there were a lot of things that were outside of Williams's um, purview or responsibility, but he did enough with what he was given um, to, to earn his dismissal. Mike Rizzo today uh, spoke to reporters in a conference call and talked about beginning the search for the next manager. He said, as we go through the laundry list of things that we look for in our manager – and a perfect leader for the ball club on the field. Leadership qualities, knowledge of the game, X's and O's are all important. Communication in the clubhouse, communication within the staff is vital. Experience is always helpful. It always adds a layer of experience to anyone's resume. We feel that where we're at in our timetable, in our time frame of winning a championship, we certainly would lean towards someone that has a type, some type of managerial experience, especially at the major league level. But, again, we're going to be open-minded and look for the best candidate we can that allows us to win a championship here in the near future. I think they have to go with someone who has the managerial experience right now to hire another first-time manager. 
uh, like, say, Cal Ripken, and we'll get into some of the other candidates and names that are being thrown around here in a minute, but you have to go with someone who's done this before, been there before, and hopefully has a winning resume going forward here because the experiment and bringing someone who didn't have much, if any, real managerial experience clearly failed here. Well, uh, I agree with you. I would love to see an experienced manager uh, be hired to come in here and um, and try to write this ship. I think one of the most important things that um, that Rizzo said in that bit that you just quoted is to have an open line of communications with the players and his staff. I think part of that um, is what let Williams down with, with the dugout fight is that, that he didn't have an open up open enough communication line with his coaches. Um, you know, it, it's clearly seen during the during the, the replay of that fight that there were coaches there that were helped involved involved in, in helping stop the fight, and yet Williams. Um, professes that he didn't know enough about that fight that he sent Papelbon back out, and had he known more about it, he would not have. Well, clearly, you know, there were several coaches involved in breaking up that fight, and Williams should have had a better idea about what was going on in the fight. So I think um, I think the idea of having better lines of communications um, is, is a key one for Rizzo in that instance. And, um, and I really, uh, unless somebody comes in and absolutely um, – absolutely floors an interview with, with Rizzo and the learners. Um, I really think that, that, that they would prefer to have someone with an experience, um, you know, hopefully with playoff experience and that type of thing. But, um, but more than that, I really think that they're looking for um, a leader. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that, that Matt Williams at this point in his um, coaching and managerial career um, really has, has learned um, has learned how to be a leader. I mean, a lot of times in his press conferences, um, he was very curt. He was very um, rote. He oftentimes, uh, you know, veiled, in a veiled manner, uh, blamed his players as opposed to taking the responsibility himself. Um, I think these are things that, that if Matt Williams wants to continue a career as a major league manager, these are things that he's going to have to learn from um, and 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 um, and expand his um his abilities and his skills as a manager. Two years later, after they found Matt Williams and hired him, uh, Mike Rizzo was asked today, what questions will you ask to make sure the next manager is the right one for the job? His response, we're going to bring in a group of people with diverse backgrounds, diverse experiences, and diverse skill sets. I think that's something that we did not do last time, which I think is an interesting quote. Last time we brought in managing candidates with little or no managerial experience. I think that we'll have a greater pool of manager candidates this year stemming from very experienced to limited experience and really go through a process that gets to know the manager personally first and then professionally and what he does on the field. Uh, reading into this, do you think they brought in a manager with little experience because they wanted to be able to influence what he did, the front office, big into sabermetrics, Rizzo uh, open to scouting and sabermetrics. He says he always looks at it with both of those eyes. But what do you think they were thinking bringing in a manager with little experience? They wanted someone to grow on the job and kind of grow into the, the Nationals way, quote-unquote? Well, quite honestly, I think Matt Williams was really the only serious managerial candidate last time out. I think um, I think Rizzo's experience with him in Arizona, um, his, his knowledge of uh, the respect that he had from the players that he worked with there. Um, I think that Rizzo had Williams pegged as his guy um, all along, and if and if the the, the Nats organization um, streamlined the process so that they interviewed fewer fewer candidates for the job, I think that was because that they had already 
in the back of their minds had the idea that Matt Williams was going to be the manager of this team. So it, I'm encouraged by the idea that, that they want to take a look at a bigger pool. I think that there are some veteran major league managers that are that don't currently have jobs that are available that might not necessarily the caliber of which weren't available back back when uh, Williams was hired as well. So um, I think they'll take a look at some experienced guys. I think they'll look at some uh, very high-profile um, former players that have never that have never managed or, or even coached in the big leagues. Um, I think they'll look at uh, some longtime bench coaches. I think they'll probably look at some longtime uh, minor league managers. So um, yeah, yes, I'm I'm very encouraged that they're going to look at a wider pool of managerial candidates this time out um, and, and really try to um, survey the landscape of different different people and different personalities um, and their theories and philosophies on managing as opposed to uh, having someone in the back of their mind that they think is going to be the right guy for this team. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think I got the idea last time around that most of what they were doing was due diligence and meeting the requirements for MLB's hiring policies, but they seem to have Matt Williams in the back of their mind the whole time. And uh, Looking forward, uh, some of the manager candidates that have been mentioned, John Heyman today, Dusty Baker, Bud Black, Ron Gardenhire, Bo Porter, who has a history with the Nationals, Larry Boa, Jerry Manuel, Rick Renteria, Willie Randolph, Ron Renneke, Bobby Valentine, which, please, God, don't do that. Barry uh, Sperluga in the post ran through a list of them. He had Bud Black as well, Randy Noor, Dave Martinez, who's the current Cubs and former Rays bench coach, uh, Ron Wotus, the Giants bench coach, Ron Gardenhire, he mentioned too. Don Wakamatsu uh, has experience with the Royals in 2009, as someone handily put this list together for me. He also mentions Cal Ripken Jr. could bring new ideas to the organization, but also lead another uh, another Matt Williams situation. Uh, any of those names stick out for you? I'm admittedly bad about surveying the landscape and kind of picking out possible candidates for this sort of thing, so I'll, I'll defer to you and any thoughts you have in that situation. Hashtag anyone but Dusty. <laughs> Um, not a fan of Baker. No, I, let me let me start with the obvious. Um, uh, I, I love and almost to the point of worship Cal Ripken Jr. Um, I was an Orioles fan when I was a young man. Um, obviously, uh, the the Cal Ripken Orioles teams meant a lot to me growing up. Um, I think he's got tremendous ideas as, as a baseball man. Um, I'm not sure at this point in his life and career that making a move to being a field manager is in Cal Ripken's best interest. And I certainly um, don't think that it's probably in the best interest of the Washington Nationals. Um, I think Cal is probably much better suited um, in an organizational role, whether that's a team president, vice president, that type of thing. Um, I just I don't see a man, um, quite frankly, of his age, uh, getting behind a, ma- a major league bench for the very first time. I just don't think it's a particularly good idea. I have all the respect in the world for Cal Ripken. But like I said, if he were going to be brought on uh, to the Nationals in some capacity, I'd rather see it in a front office position. Um, of the candidates you mentioned and the candidates that I've hastily researched in the last few days, um, I'd have to say that my personal preference right now is Bud Black. I mean, he's a guy that has um, – that has multiple years' experience as a major league manager. I think he probably did uh, better with the talent level that he was given in San Diego than um, than could have been expected. 
he was a major league pitcher. Um, he's been a major league uh, uh, pitching coach, um, so he has a, a good rapport with um, with that side of the of the operations. Um, I, I just and I think that he has always con- conducted himself with. Uh, um, with, with, with in high regards. I mean, he's always well spoken by um, by the national media. I, I don't know um, anybody specifically in the San Diego media, but anytime you see a national writer talk about Bud Black, it, it's always with um, the highest respect. So that that that, that means a lot um, going into it from from an outsider's perspective, like like mine, as, as mm-hmm. much as, as I can. Um, you mentioned a couple of other guys, um, Garden Hire. Um, you know, maybe Jerry Manuel, a couple of those guys. I think that uh, um, that Dave Martinez is, is widely respected, and uh, he's been Joe Madden's bench coach uh, in Tampa Bay and mm-hmm. in Chicago. So um, I think that he's learned from from a from a manager that I highly respect. Um, if you can't get Joe Madden, you might as well go out and try to get his his longtime assistant. So um, so those are a couple of the names that they kind of. Um, appeal to me right off the bat. I think Willie Randolph might be an interesting candidate. Um, obviously, he, um, you know, he he learned to, to to become a big league manager in a very large market, and um, and I think that that kind of type of experience would probably benefit him here um, in DC as well. So, um, I think I think the 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 list of candidates is, is long and wide and deep. Um, I don't think that Rizzo is going to make a fast hire on this, but uh, I certainly think that he'll want a field manager in position before the winter meetings. So, um, so it ought to be an interesting month and a half or so. My big fear going into this, and I can't remember if I we have conversations on and off the air, some of which have no business being on the air, but my big fear going into this was that Mike Rizzo was going to fall on his sword and stick up for Matt Williams and do the kind of if he goes, I go sort of thing. Luckily, that didn't happen, and as we wrap up here, uh, Williams was asked about his job status and whether he'd heard anything from ownership. He said, I think they recognize the big picture, like I explained. We feel like we're one of the really stable and good organizations and franchises in baseball. We've won a lot of games over the last four or five years. We've got a process in place that makes decisions well. We've put together scouting and player development staff that we believe is second to none. And I think the proof is in the pudding from 2012. We've had a lot of success, not only at the major league level, but at the minor league level. We have a good working relationship with the president of baseball operations, myself, and the ownership group. We have a trust for each other, and the, they are an ownership group that's family-oriented that we work well, very well together with. So it doesn't sound like Mike Rizzo is going anywhere anytime soon, which kind of alleviates some of my fears, but do you think there's any other changes coming for the Nationals? And I will note that Bryce Harper yesterday uh, – hopefully added his thoughts into what they need to do roster-wise going into uh, next season, telling reporters one thing we definitely need is another left-handed bat, which Clint Robinson's probably crying about, hopefully a huge right-handed bat to hit behind me or in front of me. I, I think Jason Worth and Ryan Zimmerman are, in theory, supposed to be those guys, even though they weren't available to do so, and their health going forward is questionable just because of their age and their history, but uh, any other changes you see coming forward for the Nationals? I'll say right off the bat that I have a lot of respect for Mike Rizzo and the job that he's done generally in D.C. Um, I think he's put together a really good uh, uh, scouting and, 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 and development organization. Um, I think he's done a fairly good job um, at acquiring major league pieces. I think there are some areas that, that he has been deficient in. Um, but the, the bottom line is very few general managers get the chance to hire four field managers. Um, and, and between between Jim Riggleman and, and Davey Johnson and Matt Williams and, and now and now this guy, um, 
uh, Rizzo, this is a very important hire for Rizzo. Um, uh, the last one was very important, and, and it didn't pan out. This one is going to be um, even more important. So, um, you know, it, it, Ted Lerner is, is 90 years old, and he wants to bring a world championship to D.C. Um, in, in very short order. So this is going to be a very important hire for Mike Rizzo. Um, as far as as far as the players on the field, um, you know that that's a topic for for an entire show in itself. Um, I think the Nats are very limited in what they can do um, player wise. Obviously, there are some holes that they need to fill. But but you mentioned specifically Jason Worth and Ryan Zimmerman. The Nats' fortunes are tied to aging veterans that can't stay on the field. Um, health is a skill, just like batting eye and power. And, and right now that skill is quickly eroding for those two players. Um, players don't get better as they get older. They, their, their injuries start to compile and their bodies start to break down. And I think um, I think it, it's very important that, that the Nats find players that they're comfortable with um, playing on a just about a half-time basis with Worth and Zimmerman. And, and it's hard to entice um, the, the big left-handed slugger that Bryce Harper wants to get or the big right-handed slugger that he wants to get to protect him in the lineup, there's just no place for him. You know, you can't you can't bring in um, somebody like that and, and, and knock Ryan Zimmerman off of first base or knock Jason Worth out of left field. That would be a very difficult thing to do. Both of those players have too many years and too much money left on their contracts to just put them on the bench. So, um, so Rizzo's going to have to be very creative about finding um, mm-hmm. uh, finding players to supplement uh, Bryce Harper in the batting order, and, and I'm sure that we'll have many many of these types of discussions as we get into um, the fall and winter. Mm-hmm. And just touching on that last point, all you have to do is look at their negotiations with Nate McLeod and what they had to promise him, who is clearly a fourth or fifth outfielder on any major league team, just to get him to sign with the Nationals and come off the bench there. They promised him a lot more than you'd expect, so getting someone to uh, take a part-time role behind one of those two, you're you're going to have a narrow field of candidates. Let's put it that way. But that's all for tonight. Big decision today. Unless you want to add something, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just uh, going to agree with you that, um, you know, that the, the having to overpay for, for quality bench player um, is a fascinating idea. I mean, a, a player like a Brandon Moss or that type. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be tough to find that type of player. That's all for tonight. Matt Williams is out as a manager. Uh, search for a new manager begins in earnest today. Matt, Mike Rizzo said they were already at it this afternoon after he talked to reporters. So it's going to be an interesting couple months coming up. The Nationals need to make a lot of changes going forward. And it's going to be an interesting winter to keep us interested at least. And I'm sure we'll be back on here talking again soon. Uh, we came back a lot sooner than I expected after the game ended yesterday and the season ended. But Matt's Nightly is sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. Dave, sir, good to talk to you, and talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Go get some, go get some sleep. Doghouse says go Nats. <laughs>